Hey, what's going on, Clipper people? It is me, William the Opinion Update. And I am Positive Chuck Mockler. And we're your friendly neighborhood Clippers podcast. Just a couple of best friends and Clipper credentialed media folks who bring you locked on Clippers every autumn? Close, kind of, technically. We bring you locked on Clippers seven in the morning, five days a week, Monday through Friday. Make us your first listen, kill some windshield time, and let's dive into how the Clippers should theoretically be able to beat the Oklahoma City Thunder on Saturday. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, it should be a game to put away. The last time we played them was a little close for comfort, but we're going to talk about what we need to do well in that game as well as what could go wrong. And then in segment two, four out of five teams in the Pacific Division are currently avoiding the play-in. You know we have to talk the Pacific Division every single Friday. Absolutely. One of our favorite topics. So we'll talk about who is going to avoid the play-in and who will likely be battling for their playoff lives. Uh, and then in shavings, which is where we wrap up everything else, uh, we got to talk about Gary Chavichin, who yes. is uh, the nickname, the Armenian Sniper. Elite nickname. Uh, a G League player for the Clippers right now. Can't wait to talk about that. And then also the Clippers are supposed to be in Sacramento, but Sacramento is kind of dealing with its own COVID uh, outbreak. So we're going to talk about how that could affect things. And then it's Friday. Every single Friday, we bring you Love, Mary Quarantine. Mm -hmm. Basically, we're ranking something arbitrarily related to the team. Oh, yeah. And we're either it's loving close. it. It's close. <laughs> and we're either loving it, we're marrying it, or we're quarantining it, which means get it the heck away from us. So all that and more coming up right about now. You are Locked On Clippers, your daily Los Angeles Clippers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, so Clippers versus Thunder in OKC. Gotta let you know this episode is brought to you by Truebill, which is the new app that saves you money by helping you identify and stop paying for subscriptions you don't want or need. Let's get into what we need to do well. We are recording this on uh, Thursday, so we don't have the injury report in front of us yet. No. Gotta assume that I bet PG and Batum still have the questionable tags. Yes, yeah. Th basically, the understanding is that they were going to see what they were able to do right. in practice. Yeah. So, um, and yeah. then Reggie, I hope Reggie sits this one out. Yeah, there's been no news really on the Reggie front. Uh, they're you know, All we, quiet on the Reggie front. You know? Yeah, exactly. We <laughs> haven't gotten any sort of official word. Basically, though, it seems like something is affecting him. He's a little bit yes. slower on the court. Uh, he's falling on the ground a lot, which... <laughs> yeah, never I, good I mean, for anybody. It's got to be a sign of something, right? Uh, <laughs> sure. But just kind of taking a lot of accumulated knocks. So I, I'm right there with you. Like, I think if we were able to get him some rest, even if he does end up starting this one, if the minutes could stay low, I yeah. mean, that'd be a win. Uh, so what do we need to do well to take home this game? I mean, if you contain Shea, you usually beat the Thunder. Um, Shea's averaging 22-4-5 this season. We all love Shea. We hope he returns at some point. Um, but he can slink in the pick and roll. Like, he's a very slithery player. That could pose some issues if our defense isn't playing tight. And we just got to be physical. Like, Definitely. if Bledsoe doesn't start, if Reggie's in, I wouldn't be surprised if things maybe aren't going well. We see Bledsoe as the first sub again. For Reggie. Well, another thing, like defensively, Shea is a larger guard. Yeah, uh, big dude. Him and him and Giddy are both kind of like, yeah, long, lanky, kind of snaky guys. Yeah. Another thing that we need to do well is like Marcus Morris needs to stay on whatever plane he is like currently existing yes. on. <laughs> He's astral projecting onto an elite plane. Yeah. He, he <laughs> is on a great, great streak from a scoring perspective. Efficiency is there. With Reggie, you know, kind of playing through something i, I don't know how hurt. else to i think describe we can say it. he's playing hurt i think morris is going to need to take on an even bigger role yeah and this is kind of a perfect matchup for him because looking at this front court like they don't necessarily have a whole lot of size right. to deal with them so i'm curious 
how they're going to counter Morris in the post defensively. Now, we might see a little bit of Derek Favors uh, if if Baisley isn't working well on Morris. Ooh, Baisley's so much smaller than Morris. Like, yeah. I feel like they ha- if PG doesn't play, they have to put Favors on, on Mook. And if PG does play, good luck, Thunder, because I don't know who, who you're going to put up against Mook effectively. Yeah, definitely. And then I'm not sure what the status of Dort will be. He's currently day-to-day, so I am going to assume that he's out. But if he's in a pretty stout defender yeah i know it this game has so many weird variables in it um this is the worst offensive team in the league based on offensive rating and we cannot let them get easy looks or feel confidence early they are 30th in the league with a 100.7 offensive rating they don't put up 100 points a game they're just they're right there at 99 they also only have three guys averaging double digits and then basically with eight and a half for comparison the clippers have four guys in double digits and then four guys between 9.1 and 9.8 points. So there's eight dudes effectively who are double-digit scorers. So we have an egalitarian attack from the starters and from the bench. Like, we just, if the defense plays to what it normally has been, theoretically, it should be easier for the Clippers. Do you feel like the defense has been slipping a little bit recently? I just think that Jazz game, we just ran into a buzzsaw. I yeah, think that's part absolutely. of it. Like, that's the only game where I've been like, wow, our defense doesn't look sharp, but we are playing a team that's absolutely rolling. And, and this taking Thunder so team, many threes. Yeah, and this Thunder team is not rolling. Um, so, I don't know. What else do we need? Uh, I'd like to see Luke kind of restart his uh, his personal this is a good game for it. of uh, 15 plus points per game. He had a solid performance against the Thunder last time. He played about 30 minutes. He finished with 14, 4, and 2. I would expect his minutes to be the same, if not a little bit higher, and he'll definitely be taking more attempts from the field. Yes. So it'd be great to see him kind of get back in that swing, which he hasn't like super come out of it all. It was just a little bit. The hiccup. Just, yeah, just a little yeah. bit of a hiccup last game, but you know, tougher defense. Um, a lot of things. Anyways, sure. what could go wrong in this game? Okay, this makes me sick to say. The Thunder are legitimately, by kind of almost every metric, better at rebounding than the Clippers are. They're ninth in total rebounds per game, but their offensive rebounding and defensive rebounding percentage are not elite, but better than the Clippers. Better than the Clippers. And I mean, at least (laughs) their defensive rebounding percentage is about average. Yes. Whereas the Clippers are like bottom five yeah, in defensive so, rebounding percentage. So both of these teams are very bad at offensive <laughs> rebounding. The Thunder are 25th in offensive rebounding percentage, which again, if you don't know, is just the percentage of rebounds that are an opportunity for Available, you to catch. Yeah. You get them. Uh, Thunder are 25th. Clippers are 28th. Defensive rebounding, the Thunder are 17th in terms of percentage. So it is a purely average. Yeah. They're ninth in total average, boards anyway. Like, okay. The Clippers are 25th in defensive rebounding percentage. Which is not a surprise if if you've been watching the Clippers, if you've been listening to uh, a lot of our previews of this game. I mean, Charles and I have a note, like we can't just just put the rebound in every single one because it's a concern for every single game. Yes. Uh, (laughs) And especially against a team like the Thunder where we can't give them second chance. Like this goes with letting their offense feel comfortable. Like don't let them feel comfortable on the boards. Their leading rebounder is Josh Giddey. Followed by Basley. So there's no one with size grabbing boards. Yeah. For the Thunder. So like I feel you, like you're doubting right now. Are you not a Gideon? I no. That no, I'm not a Gideon. Um, if Zoo can set the tone early of just like stay the hell out of my paint, because Zoo doesn't have to do a lot of man moving in, against this Thunder team. There's not and there's not a Steven Adams who's like the one dude who like, all right, that's their big dude going for rebounds. And we have guards and wings who can rebound, but just like Maybe I'm too fired up about this, but looking at these stats, like 
Christ, we are bad at rebounding. And this is how you led a team like this into a game. Yeah, absolutely. And the last time we played them, like, it was a close game. Don't get me wrong. It was 91-99. Yeah. It ended up going the Clippers' way. But a thing to remember was that was with an available Paul George and Nicholas and Nicola Batum. But we uh, didn't have Morris. So that's a little, you know, this is a thing where, like, availability could 100% bite us in this game. But sure. that being said, it's, like, such an interesting matchup or, like, thought experiment to me Yeah, to have a tanking team versus a contender with a bunch of absences like that's a good which, call you know like which is kind of better and i think it depends on what version of of okc you're you're getting on a certain night with so many young players it's hard to have a lot of consistency um so yes. we, we'll see so what, do you have any any final predictions when we'll, we wrap this up not really this is one of those games where it's like even if we're down both pg and batum like we have the guys Definitely. to get this done um yeah i mean the both these teams are kind of on a fair amount of rest the thunder like they're having a couple days of rest we get a couple days of rest which i think helps us a lot more obviously um let's just get this one done <laughs> like let's get it done because then we have two more days of rest um for the next game on monday too so, so you like, think we do it but it's oh, ugly. Wait, one day of rest sorry um am i hearing you right you think you think we get the win but it's ugly it might be ugly, depending on who's out. If we're out, PG, Batum, and Reggie. It has to be. It, it literally has to be <laughs> ugly. Um, but I think, I think we're going to see good Mook, and I think we'll see Zoo continue his play. Yeah, I, I think we're going to put this one away. Uh, so coming up next, we're going to be talking about the Pacific Division. We like to do this every oh, Friday. We love it. Uh, but we're going to talk about who we think is going to be avoiding the play-in and who might have to battle their way into the playoffs. But before we get into it, I got to let you know about Truebill. Charles, do you know that free trials renew without your consent? Why? It's a business scam, and it's out to get you. Hate Don't it. let greedy corporations pocket your money. Download Truebill to take control of your subscriptions. Truebill is the new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions that you don't need, want, or simply forgot about. It happens awesome. to me all the time. On average, people save up to $720 a year with Truebill. Because companies make subscriptions hard to cancel, Truebill makes it incredibly simple. Just link your accounts, and Truebill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in one tap. And your true bill concierge is there when you need them to cancel unwanted subscriptions. So you don't even have to. Don't fall for subscription scams. Start canceling today at truebill.com slash locked on NBA. Go right now, truebill.com slash locked on NBA. It could save you thousands a year. Truebill.com slash locked on NBA. All right, now that we've taken care of those bratty subs, we're getting into this pack div talking, avoiding the play-in style. Right off the bat, we can we can scratch off Warriors and Suns from this discussion. They're oh, doing all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think that's totally fair. Uh, there's no way that either of the, those teams ends up in the play-in. Yes. The Suns have one of the easiest remaining schedules coming up. Um, and the Warriors... Uh, easier than some other teams in the sure. Divi division for sure um but yeah th those two teams they will not be in the plan yeah and there's kind of like three tiers on the pacific division right now yes for guys what do we got for these tiers i mean it's like definitely good which right. is I, I think I, warriors sons <laughs> are the only teams i would certainly put in there there's like a eh, maybe kind of area where it's like I could see them avoiding the play-in. I could also see them slipping depending on how things kind of shake out in the West. And then there's play-in bound, which is 
They'll make the plan. They'll maybe make it. Look, it's the Kings, okay? The Kings are the team that might not even make the plan. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, we just had to say it. We had to get it off our chest. Um, so, all right, Warriors are 23-5. and five. They have the ninth hardest strength of schedule based on opponent winning percentage. They got the Suns twice, the Jazz four times, Nets and Bucks two times. Probably be okay. Suns, 22-5, and five, 24th hardest schedule. So, sh- good for them. I mean, that means a lot of their harder games have likely been front-loaded, yes. which, I mean, is really impressive considering, you know, where they stand in the West. Yeah, and, I mean, Jazz four times, Warriors twice. Then we get into Clippers-Lakers. Identical records. Yeah. Borderline identical strength of schedule difficulty for the way out. You think so? So the the Lakers, as of the time of recording this, which is Thursday, December 16th at about 6 p.m., <laughs> The Lakers do have the hardest remaining strength of schedule, uh, which means, you know, they're going to have a lot of hard tests. We have the fourth hardest. So, I, I mean, it's still up there. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, I think that both these teams are a, a, in like a little bit of a status where they're kind of an enigma because they both had so many held yes. absences. And the Clippers have had more bodies out for sure. Um the Lakers, though, like the absence of LeBron, it's kind of like, what is that team? So it, it you know, it makes sense uh, that they're at that kind of 16 and 13 number. But I don't know, man, a lot of tests coming up. And I think that one thing uh, that we don't have in here in context, but it is really important is like how these games end up getting distributed uh, sure. throughout the schedule. Yeah, because the Clippers. They have a really difficult January coming into the All-Star break. With two of our games against the Nets. The yeah. second night of a back-to-back. Both on back-to-back. 27th and then fucking New Year's Day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and like those games right before the All-Star break are... They're some of the roughest to watch like as a media person or a fan because yeah. teams... Uh, We've they all had disengage. an office job. They, they kind of disengage. Yeah, yeah, like imagine if your job is data entry and it's December 23rd. Yeah. You're not putting all your into that data entry. Um, yeah, I mean, the Lakers got a tough go of it though. Like they got jazzed three times. War- I mean, we all have to play the Pacific Division a couple more times, which yeah. is tough, but... They have a couple games. Man, it's almost kind of dead even Clippers-Lakers for who has the harder remaining schedule, I feel like. So coming into the season, you said that the Clippers could be the four seed. Would you put them in the tier of teams that are definitely good and will definitely not be in the plan? Oh, man. Yes. Whoa, all right. I don't think... I love the confidence. I still think there's belief they can be the four seed 100%. I don't think there's a slippage knocking on wood, hitting myself in the head, where they get to play in territory. Where they fall below six. Yeah, I think, I, I don't think, yeah, I think they'll be fine. Lakers also, though, I don't, do they do the play in the second year in a row? Like, well, they might also trade Westbrook. So there's like borderline upheaval coming for their rotation because that's $44 million you're getting rid of. Yeah. Or whatever it is. So like, Maybe their continuity can't get it figured out. I'd put the Clippers finishing higher than the Lakers. I feel comfortable saying that. I think, always have. Well, I, not always, but I think that's fair. Um, given some of the struggles and really their defensive struggles right now is like what I would be the most worried about as a as a Laker fan. The Clippers. So here's my thing with this: is I would say ask me at the All Star break because <laughs> talk I, to me at the All Star break. I just really, I really 
am having a hard time kind of handicapping what this team is going to do. Um, and the flux, like the, the fluctuation of who has been available. I knew it wasn't going to be easy, but this, I didn't think it was going to be this hard. Like even with this Paul George thing, you know, clearly he needed rest. He had played like he was averaging like 36 minutes on a high usage rate and he had played every single available for the first month. Like, yeah. And I didn't think though that he'd be out for like a week plus of action. Um, and I would assume since so many of those games leading into the all-star break are on the road and they're in short succession, right. That we see him kind of rested a little bit more. And I'm for that. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that I'm against it, but it, you know, it will affect your record. There's no way around that. So yeah, absolutely. I would say the Clippers to me are, they're on the verge. Um, I think that they're safer than maybe the Lakers, but I, I, that's like, I think that's what I was trying to say. I think they're safer than the Lakers. We don't have, look, I've watched LeBron play a lot of basketball. He's a, one of the greatest basketball players of all time. When it comes to kind of GMing and stuff. Not the best tracker. Not the best tracker. And I think it makes things more difficult for the team. Yeah. We don't, that's not on the Clippers. Yeah. Like that. And if it is, we don't hear about it, which is how it probably should be in terms of a fan. But like, so I'm not like, whatever trade the Clippers do, anything is going to be from a place of like, this is going to make the team better as opposed to this is what this one guy wants. Yes. Which I think gets a little murky. Um, they did just sign Isaiah Thomas, though, so hey. Oh, man, I forgot about that. Yeah, they're <laughs> definitely finishing lower. They, they're definitely way closer to the plan. Um, and what can we say about, about our dear Kings? I hope that they Hope may- they get healthy. I'll tell you that much right now. Everyone's got COVID over there. I hope it's, the side effects aren't, aren't beating them down too bad. Yeah, and I, I mean, I would love for this team to make the plan. Come on. Do the you Kings think, deserve so, a win. It's been, what, 15 years? So wait, if you're a Kings fan and you're listening to this podcast for whatever reason, <laughs> if the Kings made the play-in and then lost in the play-in, would you count that as a playoff appearance? I mean, I would. Would that break the streak? I would. I think it depends how old you are if you're a Kings fan. If yeah. you're like a 65-year-old Kings fan, you're like, yeah, this counts as the fucking playoff. But if you're like a 20-year-old Kings fan, you're like, oh, I guess. Yeah. Uh, Man, their schedule's really hard remaining. (laughs) Brooklyn, Milwaukee, Chicago twice, Suns twice, Warriors three times. Oh, my gosh. Man. Yeah, things are not letting (laughs) up for them. And that's kind of, uh, I mean, they got a game up on Portland, who is right now just outside of the play-in. Yeah, we'll see. I, I think... You know, obviously teams outside of the division will have the biggest factor on this. And I don't know, probably the biggest movers or question marks for me would be the Mavericks and the Nuggets. Uh, And if either of those teams get into... Blazers? Are are they just a dumpster fire? I think the Blazers are are a dumpster fire. I I think they're a playing team. All signs point to dumpster fire. I think they're a playing team. But yeah, if you get movement from either one of the Nuggets or the Mavericks, you know, that's knocking one out of these teams out of you know, being safe from the play-in and kind of tense. It's a little, yeah, it's a little tense. And I mean, I could see either one of these two teams on the rise. I mean, Jokic is possibly an an MVP again. He's He's literally caliber level. He's the one guy who should be MVP right now. And Luca, you know, is going to miss some time, but I mean, it's like the ankle thing. I'm pretty sure. So that like, it seems like it flares up and then it's good. And he just plays hurt all the time. I think that's what Rick Carlisle talked about. Um, Either way, I think we can all agree that the Clippers are finishing ahead of the team across the hall. <laughs> Fair enough. Which this season, house money season, hey, why not? Feather in the cap. Yeah. Make the playoffs, finish ahead of them. 
It's all good. Um, let us know what you think of the Pacific Division. No one ever does, which uh, really, really would enjoy to see what you guys think about that over at Lockdown Clips. Coming up, we're going to be talking uh, Gary uh, Shevichin, the Armenian sniper. Great piece from Miriam Swanson and the OG register on him. Then, of course, we're playing I Love Mary Quarantine. But first, we got to give a shout out to Built Bar. They have so many delicious flavors. There's something for everybody. Coconut, Cherry Barcia, Raspberry, Mint Brownie, Double Chocolate, Salted Caramel, Strawberry, Orange, Cookies and Cream, and German Chocolate. Will, what is your favorite flavor? Um, I would go German Chocolate. It makes sense. We got Hartenstein on the team. You know, maybe you're feeling, you know, let's see what he's all about. Yeah. Um, if you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mixed box where you'll get two of each of the nine flavors. Kind of parcel it out, meal prep how you want. Not only are Built Bar flavors the best tasting, they're healthy as well. 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from 130 to 180, only 4 to 5 grams sugar, and only 4 to 5 grams net carbs. Order today, check out Grasshopper Cookie or Raspberry. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get 15% off your next order. One more time, that's promo code LOCKEDON for 15% off at Built.com. Now that your body's full of good stuff, how can you win some money? You got to check out Bet Online. Look, betonline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Basketball season, very much happening. NFL, nearing the playoffs. We're getting close, but hey, you can track barely, yeah. <laughs> you can track all that action at Bet Online. You can get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, when it restarts, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC, MMA action. Look, you don't want to sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs through the middle of the season. Sure. Uh, head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus that's on top of your first deposit. <laughs> Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Don't forget about that promo code locked on. All right. Welcome to Shavings, where we just kind of wrap up everything else happening in the Clippers sphere. Um, we got to talk the Armenian Sniper, which is one of the best nicknames I've heard in a while. Yeah. Um, Gary uh, Shevichin. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Um, there's a great article by Miriam Swanson in the OC Register on him. Go read that. Go support the OC Register. This guy played four years at Idaho, Idaho State, has appeared in one game, and made one shot for the AC Clippers um, since December 6th. But he's the first player of Armenian descent to be selected in the G League draft. He's trying to do something. He's trying to put Armenia on the map. For basketball. Um, for basketball, the quote from him was great. He said, everybody used to laugh when I told them I'd be a Division One basketball player, and I became that. And then I told them, you know what? I'm going to crack into the NBA, and they laughed. Now I'm here in the G League, and they won't be laughing for too long because I trust my work ethic and the plan that the Lord has for me. His dad, Gokor Chavichin, an all-time name, is an MMA legend. Uh, he's trained Ronda Rousey. He's trained Ken Shamrock. Like, the dude is legit very wow. much legitimate that's an impressive cv yeah <laughs> yeah um so so gary kind of has like he's seen good work ethic you know what i mean he comes from obviously a line of very athletic people he's seen the elitist of elite um work out this is a sweet story i don't know how far this goes yeah um this is a great this is great pr for for ac clippers their most liked instagram post was announcing his signing that's awesome um so i think there's a play with Obviously, if, if for those of you not familiar, um, the greater Los Angeles area has more concentrated population of Armenians than anywhere other than Armenia. Yeah. Um, I'm also from Montana, so I'm probably pronouncing it wrong. But this is sweet. I hope he gets more run um, for the AC Clippers. Like he was a dead eye shooter in college, shot 44% at Idaho State in the big sky. Probably had to play the Grizz. Probably didn't go that well. 
Um, 44%, 41%, 38% for Pacific. Like, he's obviously a shooter. Yeah, but definitely. I'm wondering what the, what the ceiling is for him. Because um, right now, also, if you think about it, the Clippers, like, G League team is kind of stacked. So that, that's what I was going to say, is that I think part of the reason that, you know, his appearances have been low is that we are trying to test out, uh, you know, guys that we've drafted who are, you know, going to naturally be a larger priority in your, you know, sort of development cycle. But there's some great people there uh, with the ACC Clippers. So I think that, um, yeah, I, I think that he's in a good spot. Obviously, staying in Los Angeles is, you know, so incredible for the city and yeah, for him. Yeah, it's where he's from, too, so it helps. Um, uh, well, not Los Angeles, Ontario, but close right. enough. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> true, true, true. Um, yeah, I just hope, I don't know, this was also a great piece by Miriam, like, I mean, it's the first Armenian basketball player I've ever read about or watched college highlights of. So, so that's great. Um, also, shout out to all, uh, all our Armenian listeners. Yeah, hope you guys are doing well. I'm reading this article, it made me want to go to Falafel Arik super bad. I oh, used yeah. to live like two blocks away from that. Didn't place. it burn down? No, no, no. You're thinking of uh, you're thinking of Obi Bear. No, I'm not. There's a falafel place over there that I thought burned down. Oh, different spot. That was next to a hookah place. Falafel Arik still alive and okay. well. Right, still good. cash only. So. Those hookah places will always get you. They're there's, always getting there's you. There's been so many that yeah. just burned there's down. There's too many fires. Um, but go support Falafel Rx. Truly some of the best falafel in the city. Um, so let's... let's. <laughs> you don't want to talk about falafel anymore? Moving on. Uh, <laughs> moving on. I want to talk to you about this. All Look, right, go ahead. The Clippers are currently slated to be in Sacramento next Wednesday. They are having kind of an insane COVID outbreak uh, right now. They have canceled practice. Alvin Gentry has tested positive. Some players have. Hopefully, everyone is going to be all right in, in that situation. Uh, but it, it begs the question, like, will this sort of be the first domino to fall of games kind of being, if not canceled, rescheduled? So this would be, the Clippers didn't have any reschedulings last year due to COVID. Which I don't know. For all they the, were powering through last year. Fair, but for all the bad Clippers luck when it comes to things like injuries and the bubble and things like that, how they somehow dodged the COVID bullet, I don't know. But I'll take it. This might be, dude. Like I, I personally think that maybe all North American sports leagues should just shut down until like the second or the third of of January of next year. Yeah. Um, but dude, I wouldn't be surprised if this gets rescheduled. So. It's getting crazy right now. It is. Like, we're definitely seeing another spike. I think the other concern, though, is if the game shuts down, sure. right, does that make things necessarily any better? Like, do you... Right. Is it do just we coming know, back? Yeah, like, do we know necessarily in, I don't know, good faith or, or, or whatever you want to call it that, you know, players are going to be, like, quarantining and, and everything, like, the whole time? Well, because um, there is COVID fatigue. Like, I'm not going to yeah. pretend like I haven't had it where you're like, I'm you. A lot of us are tired of this. And I don't mean that in some weird political way. No, yeah. there's fatigue of being in a pandemic. Yeah, totally. And being tired of the thing. And I think if you're an NBA player, especially the guys who had to play in that stupid bubble. Yeah. Like you're even more sensitive to what the league's going to tell you to do. Um, yeah. And it's holidays. It's the holidays the year after we couldn't see anybody for holidays. Um. And there's some interesting things with the Players Association. Just makes me sigh, really, is all it does. Like, <laughs> There's some interesting things with the Players Association and kind of how they've handled it so far. So my understanding is they haven't made boosters mandatory unless you got the J&J &J vaccine. Uh, hey, well, as someone who got the J&J &J vaccine, that should be mandatory. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> in which case, yeah, you were required to get a, a follow up after that one. I mean, due to you know a very large sample of data that uh, yeah. it wasn't as effective. No, absolutely, and that makes sense. Like anyone who got that vaccine, we we actually drove up to Bakersfield, um, Will, Hannah, and I, and they were like, we just had the J and J, and we're like, that's perfect because we don't want to have to drive up to Bakersfield um, for the second shot. So. Yeah, man, I, but the NBA cares about money. It kind of pretends to be this really, like, I guess it is the quote unquote most woke league, but that's because your comparisons are the MLB, the NFL, and the NHL, which aren't exactly breaking barriers down for safety or integrity of the game. And the Premier League. And yeah, like things like that. Like it's not too stiff competition. And we saw that they've already powered, dude, they've played what, three seasons in two years? Like, it's crazy. Um, We hope the Kings get healthy. Yeah, hope. I mean, I guess I hope we can play the game in Sacramento. Like, so let's end on a high note. Let's do it. Yeah, let's, let's end on a high yeah. note. Yeah, uh, we have a love Mary quarantine for you. Every single Friday, we rank something arbitrarily related to the Clippers. Sure, could be close, could be far. Who knows? Yeah, uh, and we're either loving it, we're marrying it, or we're quarantining it, which means get it the heck away from us. Look, we want to talk about the Clippers' win streak ending. Sure, and. You have a theory that it's really all just due to superstitions. Yes, this was not due to anything the guys did on the court. Um, this is purely because a mayor may not be factual. Superstition was not being prioritized that day. Utah, there's some, you know, there's weird laws. You don't know what you can do. Um, a bunch of weird stuff in Utah. But which Clippers superstition was not prioritized, and that caused the win streak to end? What do we got? Uh, so we have Zub's boob tube, okay. which um, every game, uh, Zubots usually watches nine hours of television, uh, just up to tip off. Sure, consecutive. Yeah, he could only get eight in versus the Jazz. He didn't, you know, he didn't get in in time. They had, yeah. had to set up the TV. Yeah, you're not. Um, well, you're not like you're not allowed to watch uh, more than eight hours of color television in Utah. Oh so yeah, it turns off, turns stuff. off automatically. Sure. Sleep, sleep thing. Yeah. Uh, also on the board is Batum's balloons. Okay, soccer blue. Uh, Nick Batum used to make balloon animals for all the guys, but due to budget cuts, ugh, bomber won't refill the helium. Bomber can. He's got that scratch. He like, does. He can do that. <laughs> um, what's this last one we got? Ty's cries. Okay. Look, uh, just before every game, Ty Lu, you know, likes to maybe put some sad music on. Just have a good hard cry yeah you know you put yourself back together you, you pull up the pieces and not you, a sad thing no 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 then you okay. go back out there and you know you coach your butt off yeah you know? uh, sometimes <laughs> we, a good cry is all you need to get right absolutely uh um, but unfortunately paul george he was just hitting just bits after bits really oh, funny man. jokes inside jokes new stuff ty, ty couldn't stop laughing couldn't get himself to he's cry. going paul you crazy he's <laughs> listening to adele's going paul's crazy um all right i am <laughs> i'm loving ty's cries a the idea of Ty crying before every game is, you know, hey, good, you know, good superstition. But the idea of him trying to cry and being like, man, Paul is just cutting me up. That's so funny. That's a good time. Um, I'm marrying Batum's balloons. <laughs> okay. Because I feel like Batum might be able to make balloon animals. He Does every French person know how to make balloon animals? Am I being xenophobic by saying that? He might have studied some like Commedia dell'arte Clowning, kind of stuff. Yeah, Commedia dell'arte is huge in France. It was invented there. Um, I also love the idea that it's one of those things that like everybody knows it's part of his superstition. So everybody tries to act really excited, but it's like, oh! man, I have like, I have like, you've made me like eight wiener dogs at this point. Yeah, he can only, yeah, he can make <laughs> wiener dogs and a basketball, um, which is it. And then I might quarantine Zoob's boob tube. That's just not good for his brain. Too much TV. Nine hours straight. Too much TV. 
Ugh. But I think that's what I'm going with. But also, hope he gets that nine hours in before Oklahoma City. Yes. Yeah. He needs <laughs> what are you to, going He with? needs to watch that television. What's he watching? No, whatever. Cooking shows? Whatever's on. He's Whatever. watching the History Channel, and he's only watching American Pickers and Ancient Aliens. He's getting <laughs> nine hours of that. Well, he's, well, he's in luck. That's most of their programming. Yeah. Well, I, no, he's just watching Ridiculousness. Okay, yeah. Well, you can <laughs> All definitely, of these weirdly conceivable. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, you can definitely fit in hours of that. Uh, I am also going to quarantine uh, Zoo's Bluetooth. Too much TV, you know. Uh, it's not good. Keep, keep your screen time on your phone, you know, the healthy <laughs> way. Uh, I am loving Batum's Balloons. Uh, I think it's a fun idea. Uh, I I could see, I could see this being a good time. If you, it's a good time. He's wearing my makeup for some reason in, in my head. In the situations where the media used to be able to come into the locker room, you know, maybe it's you know as a treat, he'll make yeah. you, he'll he'll let you in on the on the tradition. You get a uh, a balloon animal. That sounds fun. I got a Mary ties cries. Um, you know, sometimes you just need to let it all out to be at your best. And Dude. I think that Ty Lue is in a position where sometimes, yeah, you probably need to let it all out to be at your best. Whew. That's a fantastic note to end on, I feel like. Um, anything else in shavings? No, let's get out of here. Enjoy the weekend, everybody. Yes, please be safe. We hope everyone's having a good holiday season, whatever you're celebrating. Hope it's a good time. Um, Monday's episode, preview of Spurs versus Clippers. Uh, we have the Freshies. We got Vorp Watch. We got the Luke Kennard Progress Report. Maybe we'll even mention uh, the backup center's name on this podcast. Could be. Who knows? Boom. And, of, and of course, whatever else happens between now and then in Clipperland, Will, if you wanted to give someone the greatest gift of all, where would you tell them to listen to our podcast? Oh <laughs> you can check us out. I don't know if it's the greatest gift of all, but it is a gift, I suppose. You can check us out on iTunes or the podcast app. We're also on Google Podcasts. We're on Spotify. We're on Stitcher. We're on Deezer. We're on Amazon Music. You can always tell your smart speaker to play Locked on Clippers. It works. It's great. Hey, if you haven't already, uh, if you left a rating or review over on iTunes yeah. or the podcast app, it would really help this show out. It matters for metrics, matters for, you know, it matters for things. It matters right here. I'm pulling uh, my chest right Absolutely. Uh, so, yeah, thanks for rocking with us. As always, we mentioned up top, but we do come at you Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Pacific. We would love to have your listen. We absolutely would. I have been positive, Chuck Mockler. And I am William the Opinion Updike. And as always, we appreciate you.